My name is Kelly, and I am a survivor of sex trafficking. More specifically, familia sex trafficking. I'm making this podcast because I want to shed light onto this horrific world in hopes that I can bring awareness and possibly bring change. If we begin to look at sex trafficking through a survivor's eyes, we can learn so much more about it than if we're just focused on statistics. I was failed by so many who were not aware, who did not know the signs. I was failed by a system that was a part of that life. I cannot tell you everything that could have saved me, but maybe by hearing my story and the intimate details of my trauma, I can help more people notice the little things that could help another victim. Familiar trafficking is when the victim's own family is their trafficker. It is the most common form of sex trafficking, but the least that is talked about. I believe one of the biggest problems is because the life of the child is made to appear so normal by their traffickers that many do not even know they are victims. I didn't, not until many years after I had left. No one should have to survive something that they do not know what they are surviving. No one should have to be told by someone else what they were a victim of. I wish I had known what I know now so long ago. I wish people in the town I grew up in had known more about the signs and more about it. I wish sex trafficking was not such a taboo subject. This industry runs off being hidden in plain sight. And if we begin looking at it, it cannot stay hidden any longer. And if it isn't hidden anymore, then we can come together as a community and end it for good. So I thank you for joining me on this journey. And I hope that this podcast can help victims to find their strength to leave. And I hope it can help other survivors to find their own voices. I stayed silent and that was my parents' power. Now I am using my voice, which is my power. I will never let them take that from me again. My story is not an easy one to tell, and it is an extremely hard one to listen to. But I ask you please to stay with me so we can end this world and save as many people as we can. And not just save them from trafficking, but also support them on their journey to recovery. It is a long and trying road. Saving a victim does not end with the last sale. And it is so important to have resources available for survivors and to help keep them safe. We can share our stories, but we need others to continue our message. Survivors cannot do this alone. I cannot do this alone. So thank you for listening and let us change the world together. So take a deep breath with me now and let us begin. 
how do you begin to tell a story that no one wants to hear? How do you begin to explain where you came from when it is your own parents that are complete monsters? They are not who I am. They did not write my story. But the part they played is so huge that how can I not separate who I am from who they are? I cannot escape them. I have tried every moment in my life, but nothing seems to work. They have this hold on me that I cannot seem to break free of. And it feels like the more that I try to free myself, the tighter their restraints get and the fear sets in. I know that fear that I feel every day is never going to go away. And I'm glad that it will not because it's a constant reminder that they will always be the monsters that they are. They may act innocent. They may act like I am the one with the problem, but I know what the truth is. The truth is I am not the one who is the liar. I am not the one who did horrible things to a child. I am not the one who sold their child to anyone willing to pay. I am not the one who forever scarred her for life. They are. So what does that make them exactly? It does not make them parents because parents love and protect their children, something they always seem to fail to do. It barely even makes them human. Humans do not do these types of things to children like what they did to me. But they still are my parents. I am here because of them. And I cannot help but think, was this why I am here? Was my sole reason for being brought into this world just to be their victim? I have always wondered if while my mother felt me in her womb, if she just thought of all the potential money she could make. Recruiting had never worked for them in the past people got too noisy but if they could control someone from birth that meant they could control every aspect of my mind into believing this entire life was normal me being their daughter kept their secrets silent for so long and there really is no reason to think I wasn't born for this purpose there has been a daily struggle for me ever since my escape so many years ago how do I become a person when so much of what they did is embedded into me? I am not who they are, but they were all that I ever knew. At one point in my life, I loved them more than anything. And they knew that. They used that. Everything they did in this life of mine was to control me and to make sure that I always did as they wanted. For most of my life, I felt like I was running as fast as I could, but always staying in the same place. I felt like I was screaming at the top of my lungs in the middle of a crowded room where nobody would even look up or attempted to hear my cries for help. And it pains me to say that all of this was my normal. Not once did I ever have someone to tell me it was not. I only had people whose actions 
solidified the normalcy of it all. When a child suffers any kind of abuse at the hands of their parents, people often think they begin to dislike or even hate their parents. And I imagine that eventually does happen for some people, but most kids instead begin to hate themselves. That is how it was for me for the longest time. I often wondered throughout my childhood what was so wrong with me that I was being punished. The thought of what was wrong with my parents never did seem to cross my mind. And because it was my own parents who were the ones inflicting the pain, I began to believe that I deserved it. I did question things at times throughout the years. I also wondered why I was being punished for something I did not even know what I did. And it is so hard to explain how that feels. To have to dig deep into my mind and think of that feeling brings tears to my eyes. I was not a happy child. I may have looked like I was on the outside, but deep down inside, I thought I was evil. I thought that there was something wrong with me. And that is why I experienced so much punishment and pain. This is something I still struggle with sometimes, even as an adult. The older that I got, the more my mind would fight the psychological abuse. And I was starting to see how very not normal my life was. I was 26 years old and I still felt like a vulnerable child. I had not been taught how to live life as an adult. I had no role models to show me how to do anything. I had no ambitions, no job history, nothing real that I even owned. They had controlled everything, even my mind in so many ways. They wanted it that way, so I would never want to leave. This way, I would stay as long as they had use for me. I was just an obedient little indentured servant. I was barely viewed as a human to them. The psychological damage was so severe that even after I had escaped their grasp, I still felt like I was the one who was wrong. I felt like I was the failure. I was fighting for my continued freedom, but never feeling as if I even deserved it. I was broken, and I stayed broken for an exceptionally long time. This world of sex trafficking is one of the most horrific and heinous worlds you could ever imagine, and I still cannot even accept most of the truth as factual, because it would just be so hard to even admit out loud a lot of the things that happened. It would make them too real. And to have it happen at the hands of my parents so they could live a lavish life just makes everything that much more complicated. No one wants to believe that a parent could hurt their own child. But imagine how being that child feels. I trusted them. I believed they loved me for so many years. And they knew that a child's trust is an easy thing to have. And that is what they used to exploit me. 
They used my strengths as weaknesses. And that stuck with me throughout my life, even years after my escape. My strengths were my weaknesses. And my weaknesses were why I deserved everything wrong that has ever happened to me. They never let me forget that. So there I was, a young child, loving my parents unconditionally, thinking it was mutual. And then I was brought to a sale where the monsters hurt me. And if I dared to tell them that I did not want to go or that I was in too much pain or that I was scared in any way, they would immediately make it clear I was obligated to do these things. This was what all daughters did for their parents. And I never wanted to disappoint the only people that I knew how to love, the only people that loved me. So I obeyed. I obeyed everything they told me to do for 26 years. No matter how terrifying, no matter how painful, no matter how wrong it felt, I obeyed like the perfect daughter I always dreamed of being. Growing up in this huge house, I always admired my father for working so hard to provide for us. They had beautiful cars and we as kids had everything we could ever dream of. I would not say we appeared to be rich exactly, but we did look like we were well off. And I always believed it was from my father's work because my mother was a stay-at-home mom. She even volunteered at our school. But the reality is, looking back, it was me who brought in the income for all of those things. It had never occurred to me until many years after I left that when I was brought to the parties or to some of the clients' homes and their offices, that money was exchanged. I never heard about it, so it did not exist in my mind. They made sure of that. They would constantly use psychological abuse to hide what they were doing to me. So if I ever did speak out of what was happening, it could be shut down immediately. They told everyone I was mentally ill with delusions. The bad people did not exist, therefore the things that they did to me never happened. I did not have any friends because I was unlovable. My parents were the only ones who understood me and the only ones who would ever love me. Everyone that was not a part of the life was always kept at an arm's length away from me. Just close enough, I looked like a normal kid, but far enough that their secret was safe and sound. If I did not build a bond with anyone, I would never trust anyone. I would never even see what a normal life could look like. Therefore, I would never even attempt to ask for help. I would never know that I could. I was so isolated from everything but the life. The life was normal, and I would never see otherwise. I can remember very little of my time with them, though more and more memories surface every day. I work hard at this new life of recovery. It is a daily battle, and that is okay. It has to be, or there would be no surviving. 
and it truly is a miracle that I did survive, as so many do not. Since I left, I always keep the seven-year life expectancy statistic in my head. I never want to forget that. So every day, I appreciate every precious moment I get to have because I fought so hard to make it out alive. There was always a fierceness in me, even at a young age. And though so many times it got me into trouble, it is the sole reason I made it to the other side. I would not give up. I would not let them have complete control, though I would forever let them believe that they did. I was always trying to find a way out. You see, my mind told me my life was normal, but there was something deep inside me that told me it was not. And though that battle within myself complicated things and was so exhausting, I eventually only listened to that part of me that told me I needed to go. So one day I did. I had not planned it at all. I made the decision on a Wednesday and was gone Thursday without ever looking back. It was a hot afternoon in September when I decided that I had had enough of the pain. I had had enough of the heartache and I had had enough of feeling like I was not good enough to be their daughter. I was tired of feeling like a failure for just feeling a simple want to be loved by them. I was tired of feeling like I did not belong in my own family. I do not think that ever went away for me because I still feel so alone. I feel homesick for a home that never even existed, that I do not even know where it is. That is something I won't let myself cope with because I want to keep that feeling so I never forget the pain and I never forget the heartache so I never even think about going back. My escape was not as glamorous as it is in the movies. I was not running as fast as I could away from some stranger who had kidnapped me. I was not running towards a loving family with open arms who had been waiting for the very moment they saw my face again. In fact, it was quite the opposite. I was running from a family that did not love me, hoping a stranger would catch me. I was running away from hurt and pain, hoping to find love and support. When I first left my parents, I had to grieve the loss as if they died. It was the only way I could get through what happened. Yes, they are horrible people. Yes, they did horrific things to me. Yes, I am so much better off without them. And no, they never treated me like a daughter. But I still had to grieve the loss of parents. I had to grieve the people that I thought that they were. I had to let go of the thought that they ever cared about me in the way parents care about their children. I had to grieve the realization that they never 
loved me. So when I left, I made sure I cut all ties with them. I acted as if they had died, and I have not spoken to them in over 11 years. When you're in the life, you always dream of the day when you will be saved. And after we escape, we dream of the day we get justice. But for most people, myself included, that day is never going to come. So I spent my entire life being punished for something that I never did. And my parents get to spend their entire lives never being punished for what they did. So how do you cope with that? How do you move on? Do you just pick up the pieces that shattered your heart and move on? What would that even look like? Every time I was sold by my parents, part of my heart was broken. Every time my parents came into my room at night and refused to stop when I begged them to, part of my soul was broken. The amount of damage they did can never be fully understood because it was over two decades of the only people I knew how to trust violating every bit of me. It was the only way I was taught love looked like. So I had to spend many years after my escape learning what love really was. It was only five years ago that I even knew what had actually happened to me. I did not know what sex trafficking was or that I had been a victim of it. All along, it never dawned on me that money had been exchanged. I spent many years researching the after effects to see if anyone else had the same issues that I did or if they had similar memories or stories I was hoping that I could get the answer to what had happened to me. I wanted answers that would explain why the damage they did was so severe that it took 10 years of being away from them for me to finally be okay with who I am and to look back with fully open eyes and use the word. And sometimes... I find myself still having to say to myself in the mirror out loud, you were sex trafficked by your parents. You were held captive. It was not normal. I should not have to remind myself of that, but that is something I work through. And hopefully in the future, I'll be able to say those words without feeling all the pain. Gluing the pieces of your heart back together can seem so easy after you begin to glue the pieces of your soul back together. That is the hardest thing I have had to do on my journey to recovery. So after I made my escape from my parents, I struggled a lot with just how to live life. I struggled with how to function. I was so hurt. I was so damaged, and I did not even know what reality was sometimes. I could have sat and allowed my life to continue to be consumed with what they did, but I chose to try, I chose to move on, and I chose to recover. 
I chose to have a life that was not filled with the same pain. I chose a life that I could thrive in. And every step I took from then on out was me trying to move on. When my journey began, I fumbled a lot. It was not as easy as I had hoped it would be. It could never be easy. From birth, I was controlled. Every single thought, every single emotion, every single reaction was controlled. So when I left as abruptly as I had, it made it difficult to be a functioning adult. So I stayed silent. I never told anyone what I had been through. And then one day, I just felt that fierceness again. And I stood in front of a room of 150 strangers and told my story publicly for the first time. Oh, it was terrifying. But the response nearly brought me to my knees in tears. I felt so much love in that room. I felt so much strength. And with every face I saw crying and every hand that I heard clapping, I knew that it was not me who was crazy. I knew that I was the normal one all along. I knew that this was what my life should have been and what I wanted my life to always be from then on out. So 12 years later, I am making my voice heard and it is all because of that room full of people. The first people who ever really heard me. I owe my life to them. Every one of them are my heroes. And my advocate who stood by my side that night will forever hold a place in my heart. She helped me to find the strength that I was slowly forgetting year after year. The strength that faded with each time they found me. I still have days where I cry. I still have days where I want to scream. But I'm okay with that. And it doesn't mean that I have given up or that I am weak. It just means that I am now strong enough to have the emotions I'm allowed to have. I no longer need to be numb to my surroundings. Almost every day growing up, I had no choice but to be numb. My voice was silenced, and I could never trust anyone enough to tell them what was happening. And that was directly because of the things they constantly told me. And just because I'm telling my story now does not mean that I do not have bad days because I do. The difference is now I let myself have them because I earned them. The psychological damage that comes along with any kind of abuse can leave such long-term effects and I still struggle with the same phrases that they both used. That people will think I am crazy that I will not be believed, that people will only see a damaged little girl and have pity on her, and they will want her locked away for the rest of her life. They maybe believe that I was the evil person, and for the majority of my childhood, I believed them, 
And sometimes I still do. I try to fight it, but it is so difficult. Because the truth is, they forever changed me. They forever changed how I view myself. They forever changed how I feel about certain things. I feel like I received a life sentence on the day that I was born. Their main purpose was to break me and to keep me broken. The mission may have been accomplished, but that isn't the part that matters. What matters is how I react to it and how I let it control my life. And I don't. I have become the strongest woman that I know how to be. And telling my story hopefully can inspire others to speak their truth. And if I save even just one person by telling my story, just one, then my life's work is done. And I will spend every day of my life making sure that monsters like them are not able to do what they do. There is an old saying I have always held so close to me. To be honest, I really don't know who said it first, but I love it with my entire being. Broken crayons still color. This hits so close to home for me as I have felt broken most of my life. Sometimes my story feels so embarrassing. Of course it wasn't my fault, and I have no reason to be embarrassed. I know that. I know what they did was their doing and not mine. But having people know what happened brings up the shame I felt as a child, partly because of what did happen, but mostly because then they will know that I am damaged, and I fear they will look at me differently. Everyone I have met along this journey has showed me that I am not viewed that way. They see me as a strong and beautiful soul, not a damaged little girl who was not strong enough to fight the monsters. Broken people can still thrive and live normal lives. We can still function in society. We may never be whole or put back together exactly like we used to be, but we do still color and we can still smile and enjoy life. It may take longer for some people to get there than for others. For me, it has taken 11 years to be able to be this okay. And I am not all the way there yet, but I will take these broken crayons of my heart and love every person in my life. I will take the broken crayons of my spirit and tell my story in hopes to save others. And I will take the broken crayons of my soul and I will live the best life that I can live. I will still color and I will color the brightest pictures every single day of my life.